0: Firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be Ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter podcast. The Ignited movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a form dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body, And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. In this episode, I get to have a conversation with Jordan Ray, founder and leader of Alpha Maiden. She has a clear mission of helping women become strong mentally and physically in order to become the warrior that they're meant to be. Jordan is the epitome of how fostering strength from within can translate to all areas of your life. In her social media posts and on her website, she shows incredible vulnerability, which is a testament to just how strong she really is. In a male-dominated career, women in the fire service account for about 3%. The job of a firefighter is incredibly demanding on a physical and mental level. So, I want to dedicate this episode to that 3% and bring awareness to the unique challenges that you may face as women in the fire service. Jordan seeks to develop powerful women everywhere. She brings a focused and motivating perspective to her followers and clients around the world. Without any further delay, here is my conversation with Jordan Ray of Alpha Maiden. Jordan Ray, I'm super excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here too.
0: Yeah, I've been following you for a while um, on social media and stuff, and I feel like you're doing some very genuine, very quality things, which made me want to reach out and invite you on. So it's important for me to have like real conversations with people who are passionate about what it is that they do. So again, I'm really honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. I'm excited too.
0: Um, So, I speak mainly to firefighters and EMS professionals, and it's a career field that's made up of 97% men. It's a a very physically and mentally demanding job, and that tends to attract a certain group of people. And that being said, the 3% of women who are a part of the fire service are some of the strongest and honestly most capable women that I've ever met and that I've ever seen, which kind of brings me to... What it is that that you're doing with Alpha Maiden, in that you're you're helping women foster the kind of strength that comes from within, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Okay. Would you would you mm-hmm. tell me what it means to be an Alpha Maiden?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Alpha Maiden, and we can go into the backstory in mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's all about combining physical strength, mental strength, and emotional strength to become your empowered self and to become strong and embody strength and become self-reliant, which shows up in a lot of different areas. So when you reached out to me specifically about, you know, how you felt that women firefighters and women EMS um, were that Alpha Maiden embodiment, I totally agree with you because these jobs are so demanding that they are living that life and serving other people and living on the edge in a way in an effort to help other people. It's a lot of what Alpha Maiden encompasses as well. And my goal is also to just help the average civilian to become the empowered version of themselves and. I do a lot of work with domestic violence advocacy as well and trying to educate women that like being a victim or being victimized by something does not mean that you have to be a victim for the rest of your life, that you can find your strength again and reclaim power over your body and your mind again, to become that woman warrior that anyone can do it.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. Um, with uh, with that idea, like honestly, it's it's you helping them facilitate that strength that that's already within them. You're just helping them find it. I, ideally, right? I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Helping them find that inner strength that has been there all along, gotcha. for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so you mentioned domestic violence. Would you tell us a little bit about what drives your movement, and then about what inspired you to start Alpha Maiden? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time in the works for sure. So me personally, I was a victim of intimate partner violence when I was in my youth, like a teenager. Uh, My first experience with a serious relationship was physically, emotionally, and sexually abusive. And so it took me um, a long time to realize, A... What even that was, to begin with, because that was like my first experience with love, right, um, but then also many years as I developed into an adult, you know what that was and how to process it and how to move beyond that, and before Alpha maiden was even even a thought, even a thought at all, I had you know become a trainer and a yoga instructor, and I had found healing through gaining power over my own body again, like fitness was a way for me to have that ownership over myself again. And I had had a different business before that, but it didn't, it had nothing to do with advocacy or anything like that was still kind of a dark part in my life that I never talked about. So my old business didn't feel truly authentic to me. So then Alpha Maiden, you know, started to come, um, you know, to the forefront of my mind and like deciding that I needed to talk about these taboo issues that no one wants to talk about to let other people know that they're not alone and that there's, you know, fitness and getting your strength back, whether it's losing weight or building muscle or doing anything like that, it's a mental and emotional change as well. It's not just a physical change. And such a high number of women have gone through some sort of violence or assault in their life that the majority, you know, of women that are going to be listening to this are going to have some kind of personal experience with that. So it needs to be talked about.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, The more you talk about these things, the more I feel like it gives other people permission to talk about the things that have happened Mm to them. Mm -hmm. And And it shares, you share your experience and then it kind of empowers other people to share their experience as well. And -hmm. I think that's a really good thing. The more you can talk about it, the more we don't keep it in the, in the dark. So that's exactly good.
1: Yep. Well, the more we don't keep it in the dark. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. But then the more that we can show other people that it is possible to heal and to become stronger than you ever thought you could be as well.
0: Right. Yeah. Like there's more to it. This isn't who you are forever.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 And experiencing that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And there are those times where you do feel like, um, you know, well, this is it now and this is just how things are now. But realizing that you have the ability to change or or manifest to change from within, I think is Mm -hmm. huge. Uh you did talk you did start talking about the um the mental aspect of it. And we'll get to the physical Mm -hmm. aspect of it too, because that really stands out. And and those two things are definitely linked. But when it comes to mental health, which is a huge part uh, of what it is I'm, I'm doing with Ignited, uh, I'd mentioned this before in previous episodes, 2017 was the first year that firefighter and, and first responder suicides mm-hmm. surpassed line of duty deaths. And so there's a, this huge problem and we're just not talking about it. And, and like you said, we just, we absolutely need to, but mental health is a huge part of that. And so what do do you think are some of our biggest roadblocks that we face as individuals, or maybe even you personally have faced Mm
1: -hmm. in regards
0: to overcoming?
1: To overcoming these roadblocks, yeah. yeah. I mean, as humans, we tend to gravitate toward extremes and polarity, right? So on one end, we say, talk about it and you're not alone and all of this. But, you know, as someone who has struggled with depression and from trauma, it's a lot easier said than done to say, to talk about it. And someone that says, oh, I'm here anytime, reach out when you can, like actually doing that is very difficult. Right. And then on the other end, um, my spouse is a former combat veteran. So there is another end of the spectrum of suffer in silence and quit bitching about it. Right. So there's yeah. these huge, yeah. huge dichotomies in like the healthcare world, but then you know, veterans and firemen and police officers and everything, the rate of suicide is so high, and yet that culture is just to like suck it up and embrace the suck so it's like I would say that's definitely a roadblock a roadblock is on one end there's a lot of bad rap for those who come out and they ask those questions and they victim blame of like, oh, well, why did it take her so many years to come out about this? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people get like socially punished for that. But then on the other end, there is that suffer suffering silence.
0: Right. So, yeah.
1: yeah, I would say that those are big roadblocks for sure. And I mean, at least overcoming them, I think, is finding that core group of people that know, you know, are, that are not going to judge you and that can relate to it as well. But then also I firmly believe in having those programs there that incorporate like that physical training and stuff, because a lot of people don't just want to sit around in a group therapy room and talk about their feelings. They want to move and sweat and like have those other outlets too.
0: Right. And I think that's an important element too, because not only are you, you're opening up and you're sharing about these things that you've gone through Mm -hmm. when you can, go through these things physically like a like a incredible workout or Mm -hmm. some type of physical agility test when you Mm -hmm. do that as a group you do that together Mm
1: -hmm. you build
0: that camaraderie you build that trust it just kind of naturally happens
1: exactly yeah exactly and especially from the perspective of Um, you know, servicemen and women, whether it's military, firefighter, or police, is there already is that sense of that brotherhood or that sisterhood and that camaraderie. And having those people there who have literally gone through the trenches with each other, it's very, very isolating to go through depression and suicidal thoughts. So to have that kind of camaraderie again, you know, might be very helpful. I mean, you would be more qualified to speak to that than I would, but (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I can definitely see and, and understand the idea that we're typically not the type of people like servicemen and women and, and police officers and firefighters are typically not the people who want to, like you said, sit around and talk about your feelings all day. Exactly. <laughs> We'd rather get yeah. out and get dirty and
1: mm-hmm. and
0: go through workouts or whatnot. And, and I think that's interesting because that is kind of the crucible for where all the trust is or where it comes from that's formed between us as, mm-hmm. as brothers and sisters in the community. So we establish that, we go through that, and I feel like only then are we able and willing to open up and talk about those things that might be bothering us. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it's important to maybe change that and and mm-hmm. not necessarily wait until you have to go through this blood, sweat, and tears Right. before you can reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, our careers are so concentrated, you know, 20 years and we can retire
1: right. that
0: kind of the clock's against us. We don't mm-hmm. really have the time to sit back and wait and we're getting further down the rabbit hole in depression yeah. versus we need to address this quick. It's just like we would approach a fire, right? We wouldn't sit back and watch it and just kind of well, let's see what happens here over the next Mm -hmm. 10, you know, 20 minutes, we have Mm -hmm. to take action.
1: Exactly. And so Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. we need to
0: change our mindset, particularly in the fire service in regards to that too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. On immediately taking action and having that same method, just like a fire of putting, putting it out or, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever word to say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's true. Attack, attack the problem, right?
1: Exactly. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. So Personally, you you talked about how you incorporated like a physical training mm-hmm. and uh, exercise to help maneuver that minefield mm-hmm. of of you know emotional or maybe even mental weakness that you self imposed. Mm-hmm. How do you how would you say that 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 helped you catapult things, or was that your catalyst, or was that yeah okay gotcha?
1: I would say it was my catalyst because before that event happened when I was a teenager um, that was in my you know 16 to about 19 age range. Mm-hmm. But before that, I um, was an athlete. I was in the ROTC, you know, the junior ROTC. I did like rifle team, I did track team and I was very athletic before that. And then after that whole period, that dark period of my life, I became isolated and reclusive and non-athletic. So then after I got away from that bad situation, finding fitness and health again was a way for me to get power back over my body and my mind and to feel like I had agency over myself again. So I would definitely say it was the catalyst, but even after I you know, started lifting weights again and became athletic again, I still knew that there was something more and kept going down those avenues to try and figure out what that more was. And over time, of course, that was like behavioral psychology and mental and emotional well-being and how everything is all connected.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like there's a big sense of balance that we have to all kind of maintain. And, and balance mm-hmm. is, is a verb. And I think people forget that. Like It's something you have to constantly do. Exactly. When you're on a surfboard or a skateboard or whatnot, it's a constant mm-hmm. sense of, of adjusting and making those small movements to, to regain that balance. And it's even like when you feel yourself way out of balance, you have to make that controlled jerk to the right or whatever mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. back to mm-hmm. where you were or right. get back to where you want to be. So I think it's important to incorporate that physical side too. So that's really really interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. You do, like I said, you do a great job of bridging the ideas between being mentally and physically strong. And that directly speaks to me and my Mm -hmm. mission of civilizing the mind, but making savage the body. Right. Uh, What kind of things do you personally incorporate into your own daily practices that help you live this principle? Like how do you, how do you bridge the two and maintain that balance?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one, I want to go back a little on what you said, how balance is a verb. I completely 100% agree with that. A lot of people get this idea that that is um, like an achievement and an end goal. I'm going to get balanced as if Once you're there, you're there. Right. Like I've
0: achieved balance. I've
1: achieved balance. I've achieved happiness. Yeah. Like, no, that's not, (laughs) no matter how far you are down the path, there are going to be bad days and there's going to be good days. So with all of my clients and with my programs that I do, i talk about that and how no matter how far down the path you are there are going to be fluctuations in your mood and in your physicality and everything like that so then kind of bridging to what you were saying like how i do that as a daily practice it's one setting up solid foundations so i have a more a morning meditation visualization practice just to get my mindset right for the day i'm also a planner <laughs> you know so i have my my time block schedule. I have my list of things that need to do, you know, that need to happen. um, And then, you know, I show up. That's, you know, a key. And that's something that I will talk to my clients about all all the time is usually when you work with people and especially for the first time, they think that they're just going to go a hundred percent red line seven days a week. Everything's going to be great. And they're going to get results. Boom. Like that. And then they get really hard on themselves when they're like, oh gosh, I didn't finish my workout today. And if I can't finish my workout, I might as well not show up at all.
0: Right. It's, like, yeah, it's no. all or nothing. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that all or nothing mentality is why people struggle with long-term success. So we all have bad days. We all go through these issues. So if one day you wake up and you're at 60% capacity, Give a hundred percent of your sixty percent.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah, and having that that acceptance that every day is not going to be perfect, but doing what you can, considering things are not going to be perfect, don't just give up.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. That all or nothing attitude, I think, sinks us a lot of the mm-hmm. time, and and just like you said, those people who are highly motivated and they're and they're super gung ho. And and like my heart is with those people, but at mm-hmm. the same time it's so volatile because like you said, once they don't see that expectation play out, it's, you know, it all just comes crashing down on them. And then it's like, oh, now you're set back even further.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's that's good that you brought up uh, taking those short consistent steps. I think consistency mm-hmm. is so crucial. Um so crucial in regards to any kind of program you're trying to do.
1: Right. I mean, whether right. it's
0: educational or physical or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people forget that.
1: So I'm glad you right. brought that up. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, when it comes to reaching your goals physically, we think, and I mean, I a lot of the fitness industry and how, I wrote a post on this today, actually, like how people are want to buy fat burner supplements and invest all of this money into this like 30-day lose 30 pounds challenge.
0: Right, yeah, I saw when it's
1: like, Yeah, where it's like, okay, if you're going to get a psych degree, you're not going to be like, all right, I want to get this psych degree in 30 days. 30 or days, done. <laughs> done. Or if you're going to go become a fireman, like it's not going to happen instantaneously. So why is it that in the fitness industry, people want those results? Like it didn't take you 30 days to gain 30 pounds. So- With that logic, um, it's going to take a little bit longer to lose, but kind of accepting that is where I think people would really benefit from is approaching it the same way that you would a business or a profession or a degree, something that's going to take effort and patience.
0: Yeah. Patience isn't particularly my strongest suit, but (laughs) that is is definitely something that I've had to take those small steps forward. (laughs) Right. Well,
1: it is. It's easier said than done, right? It's easier to rant about it in a podcast than to actually like do it of course but just as a friendly reminder to whoever's listening
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah small steps over time Mm -hmm. yeah
1: right Mm -hmm.
0: in regards to taking on clients you Mm -hmm. are balanced you're helping them find that balance between mental and physical right Um, you'd mentioned that you personally do like a planner and time block and things like that
1: Mm
0: -hmm. is that something you help Incorporate with your clients, you help them visualize out their day and so that they have a plan for it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So every one on one client I work with, we really dissect their lifestyle and what their obligations are and their priorities are. And then we take their lifestyle and their goals and figure out the most effective way to bridge that gap and how to make steps toward their goals, considering their lifestyle. And then as you go along the path, of course, things come up mentally and emotionally, kind of how I talked about with people getting down on themselves for not being able to make every single workout absolutely perfect. You know, we really dive deep into that and into self-sabotage and obstacles that way.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like um, you've probably worked with some some male clients, but... Obviously, the majority of your your niche is going to be ladies, females. Right? How do you think? Um, what do you think is the the main difference between the two? Is there like a like a? I know there's like going to be a physical aspect, obviously, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. as far as the mental, the mindset goes, I'm interested in in your perspective in trying to help uh, build up a strong woman.
1: Hmm. I mean, every person is so different, right? So I've worked with a lot of women before that need that softer approach, Mm -hmm. which as a woman and being able to relate to that, like sensitivity in a way I can relate to. But I even think that whether it's across genders or not, that just every person is so unique. Like I might have one client that needs like a little more, hand-holding and kind of like connection but then I might have another client who's just like no it's time to get shit done and they just need to be told what to do
0: sorry right. I hope I yeah. can curse on this <laughs> yeah I <laughs> no, don't know if you are gonna have to like bleep
1: <laughs> it out <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah me personally like whenever I train I respond very much to that militant kind of like you know get in gear and do more and like yelling being yelled at that I'm like yes, sir.
0: Right. <laughs> like, like laser you know, focus, a little bit like militant.
1: That la- mm-hmm. Whereas other women I've worked with before, that's not how it works, but I mean, everybody is different for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We mm-hmm. typically uh, incorporate the very militaristic style in the fire mm-hmm. academies and when we do drills and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that doesn't go away when we're sitting around the, <laughs> the kitchen table. You know, we're still like, suck it up, do this, do that. (laughs) Right.
1: Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm.
0: But at the same time, I feel like not being able to separate or not being able to compartmentalize, I guess I would Mm -hmm,
1: say, mm -hmm.
0: uh, is kind of killing us. And we need to be able to actively switch from from one to the other. And it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily putting on a mask and taking off a mask per se. It's more of just being able to, I guess control your emotions to a point where mm-hmm. you can effectively operate in this role and then you yes. can change things up and effectively operate in this this different role.
1: Absolutely. Um, how yeah. do you
0: think that applies and, and how do you incorporate that into what you're doing?
1: Yeah. Well, I would say two things, you know, is one encouraging people to develop that sense of self-awareness and understanding that compartmentalization, like, okay, when it's time to work. It is time to work and get things done when it's time to connect with your family. You know, you are compartmentalizing that aspect away and doing that differently. The second thing is like, as a coach, I kind of visualize that I have different hats, right? I have my coach hat. I have my friend hat. Um, I have my family hat or whatever you want to say. And Personally, that just helps me when I have to show up in different roles to make sure that I can compartmentalize certain things. So, that can help with other people, is just having that self awareness, but then thinking of those different hats that they need to wear for different situations. Because, yeah, I agree with you. With our mentality and liking that like militant training approach, if we're not very careful, we can turn that into and have it bleed into our mindset. And if we're feeling depression to have that same mentality to suck it up, which then perpetuates that cycle that we talked about earlier. So it is very important to be able to say, okay, right now is when I put my head down and get work done, but then here is where I need to be more open and honest with myself to speak up.
0: Right. Exactly. That's a great point. Obviously we wear uniforms in the fire service and as LEOs and military, I feel like there are some people who have trouble taking that uniform off
1: mm-hmm, absolutely. figuratively
0: mm-hmm. and so they'll go to work and they'll they'll operate in this manner and they're kind of closed off emotional because you kind of have to be to some point to to effectively do your job and and see these things and navigate these uh, these events that are going on right in front of you but then they don't necessarily take that uniform off when they come home and I think we've seen stereotypes of this you know, throughout cinema and and in books and whatnot. But I feel like that stereotype exists for a reason. And so that's one of the things that I'm trying to eliminate is uh, people's inability to take that uniform off. So one of the things that that you're doing with Alpha Maiden is to find that strength from within. And Mm -hmm. in doing so, you're... Being made aware of these these different emotions that you're having and these different mm-hmm. roles that you play, what are some things that that you would suggest that we can do to help us quote unquote take that uniform off?
1: That's a big question.:
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, that's a really big question.: um, Or okay, maybe Nathan. just like a couple mm-hmm. of
0: practical things that that you might personally do that help you navigate those those different roles?
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing that I continually come back to for me is that I'm human. So, especially being, you know, having an online presence and kind of this like alpha maiden persona, you know, I get messages all the time of like, you're such a badass. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm like, well, am I though? Like, I'm just, I'm a human being, right? I have yeah. bad days too. Where I just want to lay in bed all day. I have times where I get frustrated, like I still have to unload the dishwasher and put yeah, gas in. Yeah, but you do in it in a badass car. way. Oh yeah, like <laughs> just style throw. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, but I think that is one thing um, is kind of having that acceptance and that grace that like everybody is human. And especially when we're in professions, we tie our sense of identity to it. And then when that starts to crack at the seams, then that can drag you down because you feel like you're losing your identity and who you are.
0: Right. 100%. I see that all the time. We have guys who, who come off duty and guys and gals, and they, uh, they can't wear a t-shirt or an outfit that doesn't somehow reflect that they're a firefighter. And it's like, you know, I want to remind everybody that this is, this is what I do, Mm
1: -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. like, you got
0: to remember you're, you're a regular guy. You're a regular Mm -hmm. person as well. Like you're entitled to be that Mm -hmm. regular human out in public. Like you get to participate in that as well. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we're, we're kind of uh, under a heightened sense of things because we're just hyper vigilant. And we, we kind of have that behind the curtain, Mm -hmm. uh, Opportunity, and that's how we operate, kind of behind the curtain of the scenes. And so, when we come off duty, we we have trouble coming out of that. Right. <laughs> so, right. like you say, yeah, it cracks at the seams, and and a lot of people don't know what to do. And I think that's where mm-hmm. the depression comes in, and the the mental health issues come in.
1: Right. So
0: that's really good. That's really good. You had um, brought up actually earlier, like mid October, and earlier in October, you were talking about your your challenge that you're doing called no gain November.
1: Yes. Will you talk mm-hmm. a little
0: bit about that and that's going on right now. So it's kind of late for people who want to join, but I'd right. like you to yeah. talk a little bit about what that yeah. is.
1: No, absolutely. I No gay November is well underway and, it's kind of funny because I was just talking crap on 30 day challenges. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, November But a it's
0: day the I think you're talking about the magic pill idea like
1: the Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'm totally being funny. This is actually hard. Work. Funny. <laughs> yeah, totally just being funny right now, but um Yeah, so no-gain November is a 30-day challenge. No, I do not promise anyone that they're going to lose 30 pounds. But the whole premise of the idea was to help people learn key strategies to continue making progress and to stay on track for the holidays. So especially around this time of year, you know, there's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and there's dozens of parties in between, Mm -hmm. people baking and so much food. Right?
0: So much pumpkin spice.
1: Everything. So <laughs> <laughs> that is the one thing that I will admit to being like totally basic about is I will <laughs> inject that intravenously. Pumpkin and call spice. It everything. Mm-hmm. I did see everything. the other day,
0: however, there's a there's a pumpkin spice uh, protein powder out there now too. So
1: Oh no, I have it. I've been. I was probably the one that you found out about it from. Nice. So. <laughs> it's really good actually. So highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, so no gain November is like one, there's all this food around the holidays, but then two, this is also the time of year that people put themselves on the back burner, more stress happens, Christmas shopping and decorating and in-laws visiting and all of that. So then people say, Oh, I can't make it to the gym. So there's all this food, all this alcohol, all this partying, no gym time. So no gain November is all about, all about helping people maintain those foundational habits that I kind of talked about earlier in this podcast so that they can stay on track for the holidays and still prioritize their health and well-being. And then at the end of the 30 days, you know, hopefully the whole idea is that they have learned these tactics to continue with those key habits as December rolls around in January and not feel mortified when they step on the scale on January 1st. So.
0: Yeah, especially with people mm-hmm. trying to start out those new New Year's resolutions. I'm not yeah. so much a New Year's resolutionist. How about you?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say I am for the sake of, oh man, it's the New Year's. I have to do something because I, like I mentioned before, I am a planner. So I do yeah. like to set big goals and then break them down into smaller goals and have like quarterly reviews and stuff like that. Yeah, so I
0: operate the same way. I, I do mm-hmm. a quarterly goal track sheet that I have. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, I'm like, I don't want to wait until the first. Like, that's a long ways away. Mm-hmm. Why not start right. today or start tomorrow? Like, get going. Well, I
1: feel it's like the it's just same wasted time. Exactly, it's the same mentality of diet starts Monday, right? Is oh crap, I screwed screwed up today on Monday, so I'm gonna have to wait till next Monday.
0: Yeah, may you as know, well restart, and... squash it all, and yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, and it goes right back into that that cycle, that extremism cycle of all-or-nothing mentality, and it repeats week after week and year after year. So, mm -hmm. And then
0: people find themselves in the same boat and the same sizes.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, No Good November, it's great. It was, I mean, I say it was because it's already underway, open to men and women. So, you are right. Alpha Maiden's message, I do primarily talk to women. And when I narrate, I do it from a woman's perspective because... I am a woman, obviously, <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> but, um, I do also, you know, I have trained men before as well and no gay November was open to men and women. So just for cool. your listeners, although I market right specifically on. to women, I do train men too.
0: Awesome. And then mm-hmm. do you have anything throughout the rest of the year or is this strictly a November program that you offer?
1: Yeah. So this is strictly a November program and I will probably be launching another group coaching program at the beginning of the year called Alpha Maiden Camp. So that is like another online course where, you know, we dive deep into fitness and nutrition and mindset.
0: Cool. Right on. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been really great. I've been, I've really uh, appreciated our conversation. How can people learn more about your work and what you're doing and how can they connect with you on social media?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my website is alphamaiden.com. And then my Instagram tag is alpha underscore maiden. And um, hopefully you can attach that in the show notes or something. Absolutely. That would be awesome. I'm on Facebook too, but I pretty much just use my Facebook platform as a way to repost my Instagram. I'd say I'm most active on Instagram.
0: Gotcha. Right on. Yep. Well, thanks again, Jordan. I appreciated our conversation and I'm sure listeners will get a lot out of it. I'll definitely uh, put all of the references you made in the show notes so everybody can get them there. Uh, like I said, again, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate your time and getting to know you more.
0: Same here. Have a good one.
1: Hey, okay, thank you. Bye.
0: I am always amazed at the power of internal strength. You can have someone help you find it, but no one can give it to you. We all have our individual strengths and challenges, but with the help of others, we can become more than we thought we could. Jordan does exactly that with her movement Alpha Maiden. I love how she talked about how you can't expect some quick fix. Even when she mentions her No Game November challenge, its focus is to challenge your way of thinking and your actions in order to instill a sense of control and start the process towards something great. Go check out what Jordan is doing at her website at alphamaiden.com and follow her on Instagram at Alpha underscore Maiden. You can find a link to her website in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and share. By delving deeper into these issues, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. As we lift each other, we become stronger. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. I'd also like to invite you all to join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast Community Facebook group. This is where we can come together and discuss the topics we touch on in the show. And we can help each other find solutions to these challenges that we all face from time to time. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be Ignited.